Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in on a Wednesday morning, May 17th, 2023. 52 degrees in the capital city as we start out the morning. And a good busy show for you today. It's What Chaps Your Eye Wednesday. Your chance to get it off your chest. That option can be done multiple ways. Facebook.com slash LNK today. We've got a thread going on there if you want to chat there. Uh, or you can text us in the Rick Stein Recognition text line. 402-479-1400 starting now. Or, of course, give us a call at 710 at that same number. And tell us what that little thing is that... It's gotten under your skin, and you will feel better if you get it out, have a little discussion of it. Maybe we uh, we all kind of commiserate on the same thing and uh, and kind of move on. Move on to other things in your life. So we'll get going with that today at 710, a little bit later. A lot of traffic on the Facebook page. A lot of traffic. I have got, I've got a different type of traffic one Ooh. Uh, that I experienced yesterday. <laughs> I'm, I think you might enjoy. So I've got that, my own, coming up at 710. I will share with you uh, during the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, we're going to talk to the Nebraska, or excuse me, the Lincoln uh, Parks and Rec director uh, Maggie Stucky Ross about a couple of couple of things. New park going in to downtown Lincoln. We'll find out a little bit more about what that is going to look like, what the process is going to look like for that. Uh, there are some job opportunities that are out there right now. If you've got kids who are finishing up, uh, older kids who are finishing up school and are looking for those summer jobs. They don't have one yet, and you're saying, you got to get on that. Come on, we got two weeks of school left. You're getting a job this summer. Well, maybe some ideas from Maggie today at 810 for the teenager in your life. And then a little bit later in the show, we will talk to John Bishop. So busy day on the show. And yesterday, as we kind of expected, uh, there were, you know, as as has been the case throughout this legislative session, uh, and another emotional, feisty day on the legislative floor and in the uh, in the surrounding areas of the state capitol. But the votes we counted were the votes we expected, and the combined bill with restrictions on transgender treatments for minors and ab- newer abortion restrictions, more restrictive uh, abortion rules. Both did get combined into one bill yesterday. The amendment was integrated into the Let Them Grow bill, and now we'll get to final reaching, final reading down the road. And it would appear now that given that it had the votes to be combined and move on yesterday, that it will pass the state legislature. It looks like a formality to me. Now, at this point, we'll get the governor's signature and will become law out of this session. And then after that, well, we can talk about what is next with that exactly in terms of what kind of legal challenges there might be and what kind of things might happen during the next legislative session to adjust that. And I suppose you could include in that bundle of possible things to happen is will there be uh, ballot initiatives that are related to either or both of these items as well. But Mark, all in all, it was kind of, uh, it kind of went down like we thought it would yesterday. The, the yeah, votes were there, Senator. But, well, it went down with a fight, though. Yeah, which I think we probably expected to. A, a, a procedural issue, actually. Yes, on, on, on a lot of, I actually listened to maybe two hours of the debate 
on late yesterday afternoon while I was walking my dog and and doing some other things just so I could and and the vast vast majority of that time was was spent debating basically how certain rules work in yeah. the legislature and rulings by the chair who is Lieutenant Governor Joe Kelly and rulings about you know, whether whether motions could be made at the time they were, whether or not debate was required at the time that uh, that it was, when the clock should be going, when the clock should be stopped. Uh, there was a whole lot of talk about those sorts of things. And frankly, uh, not a ton, uh, especially from the pro side on the substance of the bills in the time, at least that I was I was listening to it. There was a little bit, but the vast majority of it was kind of spent on the rules, discussing the rules, what the rules should be, getting out physical books, (laughs) getting out physical books and photocopying those books on the rules, gathering, turning off the mics, gathering at the front of the legislative chamber, turning off the mics, everybody hovering over a book and going over some of these things. But in the end, uh, the procedural efforts that were there were not enough to prevent the vote from happening that would combine those bills. They did get combined. I say combined, but it was essentially an amendment was added uh, to the to the bill. There was discussions on the issue of pretty extensive discussions on the issue of germaneness about whether or not the addition of abortion to the transgender bill was germane enough under state law. I think that will probably be something that'll be litigated down the road. But that notwithstanding all of that, the votes were what we thought they were essentially on this yep. thing. And Senator Rippey, to the extent that we talked about, he potentially still being a swing vote and maybe having some doubt uh, as to whether or not he was going to support the adjusted version of the proposal that he had regarding abortion. He did. It wasn't exactly what he had. Uh, he's still I think he still has some reservations on it. But those were essentially kind of pushed back a bit where he said and and Senator Hansen essentially said, we're going to work on this next year uh, and adjust some things in it now. But uh, one of the senators said something to the effect of uh, perfect shouldn't be the the opponent of good here uh, with with that bill. And that was enough. Like I said, the votes went exactly, I think, how we thought they would. On this thing, and that provided just enough to end the discussion, move it on, and now it is not, I saw it misreported nationally a couple of places, it has not been passed yet by the legislature, it has simply now moved that bill, it has put that bill together, it has put it up final reading, there will be one final vote on final reading on this, it's probably some additional debate on that as well. That'll be two hours worth. Two hours worth. And then when does the two hours start? Yeah, there we go. I don't know if we're <laughs> well. I don't when, know if we're still going to have the procedural battles on that. But yes, that's well. There was there was talk that there could be an amendment offered. Uh, that, yes, that would uh, clarify some of the gender uh, issues. Rather than there, there, uh, there's still potentially some discussion and potentially an amendment on whether or not that the chief medical officer should have right. a role in further defining what treatments are and aren't available or if they should be enumerated in the law itself. So that appears to be one thing that is still 
got got some level of discussion that's out there on this and i don't know where the where the majority lands on that so and of course we'll the, the bill has to sit for 24 hours after last night's vote yep before it can be brought up again so right um a couple of senators already came out and said they're going to burn the session down next year the 60 day that's a direct quote from twitter senator michaela cavanaugh and senator megan hunt channel eight just posted a detailed story on it it's pretty they they are not happy with yeah. this. Wow, I mean by that by now we you know we know that, but that has never been a, a that's not that's delayed things on this whole thing. But yep. in the end, that strategy was not. I mean, you can you can talk about where you are on this bill, but that strategy was not enough to change minds on this yep. issue. And uh, you know, I'm not sure what that'll do. What the end game of that will be next year? It'll it'll continue to obviously show a, a passion and a strong position on this whole thing, but that, that's not going to change things. No, on no, I'm, it, on on any of this, it's it's, it, it's not. It 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 hasn't, and I'm not sure that I've got. I'm not sure if there's anything that could have. Uh, I'm not sure what what position, what argument, what potential changes. To the bill could have could have happened to make it. I know this was kind of discussed as a a compromise, although I'm not sure that there was really anybody involved that was on that opposed the initial bill that was saying, okay, these are some things that we want in the bill, and now they're there. I don't know that that really happened. So, you know, it's it's changed, but I don't know if it was a compromise. It was a compromise on the abortion issue. Essentially, to get Rippy's vote on that, right. on that part, that's where the compromise was on this whole thing. But you know, they, I guess they could. You know, they, there could be senators that are going to go back to this next year. We'll see. A lot can change, though. Well, there was in, a, there was some in six seven months. There was some uh, side discussion uh, that I heard. If the amendment to get the chief medical officer out of that position, the way it's now written. That it would be that would be brought up to to uh, clean that up next year, if if this amendment doesn't yeah. go. So there was some agreement there, at least tacitly. And I think Senator Hansen and Senator uh, Rippey also said some of the things that were about still whether there are criminal penalties that right. are in there, and clean does that, that need to be cleaned up and changed? And um, it, it, I mean, when you when you when you write a bill, it fairly quickly. There's always a chance legislature just because a bill goes through the legislature does not mean that it's a perfect bill, even though the policy may be one that is desired. There are very I mean, I've seen it time and time and time again, where a bill that ended up going through had some real problems with it. And and no Uh, doubt this is going to face a court challenge, and it could very well be that it's still tied up in litigation by the time the legislature meets in seven and a half months. And that's, if it is, that's the interesting thing is, too, is what did they do with, what does the court do, essentially, with the temporary situation while the court is pending, right? right? Is there an injunction that prevents the state from enforcing the law until it's fully adjudicated or they is that going to be allowed that'll be a big part of that process as well and so we can't even say for sure right now when when this is going to go into effect because yeah, that's if, always a possibility yeah, if the law pass if, if it uh, passes and is signed that doesn't mean it goes into effect not necessarily so i think that's uh that should hopefully give you just kind of an update if you weren't following it very closely uh and then if you listen to any of it it was quite quite a scene not only on the legislative floor but everywhere around the capitol yesterday the chance of 
uh, of protesters in the rotunda could be heard almost the entire time during the yep. course of the debate. And at the very end of it, you had the the people who uh, opposed the bill kind of went out the back and talked to the talked to the people who were there protesting. And mostly, I, I guess I didn't take a roll call of everybody who went which way, but many senators chose to go out a different exit and not have the direct confrontation uh, with the people who were out there at that time. Some of, and some of them took some critique for it, you know. But I, I don't think I would listen if there were if there were people who are really angry. But I did what I thought was right on a bill either. I don't know that I would go straight out and go for that confrontation at that point. I don't think, especially after I'm not sure that, that many hours of yeah back and forth. I, I don't, you know, I don't know that you've got a a duty as a legislator to to confront at the moment uh, people who are protesting in the heat in the heat of the moment at that point. Yeah. So. Not exactly sure what happened, but uh, LFR was called. I to saw the, that was called to the rotunda uh, somewhere around eight or eight thirty. Yeah, I saw that uh, too about a possible uh, assault and a follow up. Then from Lincoln Scanner, the the Twitter account said that the uh, LFR was taking uh, a sixteen year old uh, who had a panic attack following an assault. Yeah, and we. And then, and I then, wondered if there'd be more on that this morning, and I haven't seen I, it. Well, I've tried to get a hold of some people, and no answer. Okay. Um, but then also, they said that they had called in some extra uh, law enforcement and actually a battalion chief from LFR. But again, we're yeah. going to probably wait until the uh, briefing this morning yeah. to, to get details. I, I saw that too, and I wondered about exactly what was. Uh, what was going on there and and for what it's worth not surprising here but the governor did put out a a statement as well applauding the senators who voted for the the lb 574 in the combination and all indications are uh mark that he'll he'll go ahead and sign that uh, absolutely when it gets to his desk also a nebraska family alliance issued a statement uh karen bowling executive director every life should be valued cherished and protected she said more, and American Civil Liberties Union of Nebraska interim exec uh, Mindy Rush Chipman said, rather than respecting that health care decisions belong to Nebraskans and their medical providers, senators are spending these last few weeks of the session trying to impose their personal beliefs on everyone else. All so, right. Just about as you would have expected them to do. Yep, that. yep. Uh, all right. Well, that, that I think gets you up to date on on everything that did happen into the evening last night in the Nebraska legislature. If you were not following it closely, uh, all right. Beyond Mark, obviously that that is the the big news here this morning. Anything else that we need to touch on here at the top before we get well, going? Well, uh, I know we talk about uh, fox and coyotes quite a bit, but the Lincoln Animal Control issuing a warning. Uh, evidently, a coyote did kill a small dog in a backyard near 68th and Pioneers. Um, Around midnight last Wednesday night. Uh, I bet that's the coyote that I saw and, a couple uh, of weeks ago. Because that was uh, not, that was very, I guess that would have been about, that was near Pioneers. It was on the other side of 70th. But yeah, and that, that's a Holmes Lake area. Yeah. And so uh, it happened about midnight, a uh, little dog out in the back. So, uh, so you know, that's one of those things. Uh, LPD, uh, they've got their click it or ticket campaign underway. And of course, there was also the uh, Peace Officers Memorial uh, event down at the uh, Law Enforcement Center yesterday. Okay. All right. So uh, those are some of the things going on. Other things that I do want to get to today, we'll, we'll delve into at least during the, the morning drive. Uh, potentially a change coming if for people who want to become a teacher. 
one of the barriers to doing that looks like it will be gone after some uh, bipartisan legislation on that. That we'll was get, signed yesterday. Yeah, we'll get into we'll get into more about what that means exactly. I cannot yes. roll my eyes harder at that. By the way, why is that? It's not a hard test. Oh, this and this is uh, like a basic skills test. I went to the website of it. I was trying to see if I could find like a sample of it, but it describes it as a basic skills. Uh, when it comes to reading, math. Guys, uh, like, I'm not a genius, but I never studied for this, and I passed it. You took the Easy. test? You took the te- that yeah. test that they're talking about? Yeah, and I, I took a similar version when I, because uh, when I went to college in Illinois, and then when I went to college at UNK, mm-hmm. there's two different versions, but the UNK one, that's the one that they're uh, getting rid of now. Well, it's not hard. It's I know the, the, the language is removing a barrier. It's like stepping over a crack in the sidewalk. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, that, that's interesting to hear. I I don't know anything about it, and so I wonder if there were teachers who that was preventing for whatever reason. I, I just know the administration. I know several it, people but. that didn't do well with that test, but also those people that I know that didn't do well with that test. I wouldn't have really wanted them teaching my kid. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's interesting. I'll be looking forward to discussing that a little bit more on the. Uh, on the morning drive, we'd be uh, well. run, running for legislature uh, next. Uh, yeah, uh, no, no thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we didn't hit this yesterday. We will a little bit more today in the morning drive, uh, but uh, start, probably start to see uh, some more food trucks in the downtown area after some rules passed uh, at the beginning of the week, and, and in some neighborhood at least for a, for a longer time. Those restrictions have been loosened about where food trucks can be, how long they can be. What kind of uh, you know, what kind of legwork they've got to be able to do to to do that, and so yeah, that could could kind of change the landscape and your ability to find food outside downtown and in neighborhoods over the coming months, and especially probably into the summer. So that's what we got going on, uh, weather wise. Pretty good, fifty two degrees. Not going to rain today. Sunny skies, low eighties. So seasonal weather here. For this time of year. All right, 625, we'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, welcome back, Ellen K. Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Glad to have you back with us. It's two degrees in the capital city. I don't know, Caleb. We had one of those days today where uh, there's a little light out when I got to work. 
We're, it's starting we're, to get a little weird. We're, we're moving into that time of year where, uh, where yeah, we have the we have the odd experience as early morning shifters of seeing a little light. Maybe now Mark doesn't because he gets here really early, and you get here a little earlier than I do too. So you probably haven't seen it yet, but we are uh, we're close where that's going to become regular, even if you're mm-hmm. showing up at five thirty or so. Mm-hmm. In the morning. Uh, all right, lot to get to in the sound off. So why don't we jump right in? We talked about this yesterday. Senate hearing in D.C. yesterday from AI tech leaders. What are they going to say? What are their concerns? What do they think the government should be doing to put those so-called guardrails on the industry? When AI CEO Sam Altman says it is time for Congress to regulate artificial intelligence. The man behind ChatGPT testifying for the first time on Capitol Hill, warning lawmakers that AI could turn scary and be used to design novel biological pathogens, hack into computer systems, or even interfere with elections. For the most part, the U.S. is behind other nations like China when it comes to rules and investment around AI. Altman suggested law Lawmakers form a new agency to license and govern AI companies like his, set safety standards, and require independent audits. All right. Uh, so, you know, kind of kind of the same thing that we've heard, but interesting to, to hear it broke down by one of the people in the industry who know the industry very well and specifically what his concerns are. Biological pathogens? Jeez. Okay. Uh, voter fraud? Okay. Um, so these are kind, kind the kinds of things that we're talking about. It, it, I mean, and it's all a little bit of a matter too, right? Is once once you get someone a person with bad intentions controlling the technology, designing the technology, using the technology, that's when the problems come. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you pre- how do you prevent that exactly? Right? I I. I Maybe right, and I, I'm sh- there's some validity certainly to having some regulation of these companies themselves, but as I'm you know, as I'm trying to imagine this com- confusing subject myself, it seems to me that the biggest problem is you're going to have a a bad actor, somebody's got a, a an, an an agenda that can be achieved through these these quote bad actions that we're talking about. And them not going through the process of typical, you know, the 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 typical uh, business that would be governed by these entities that they were talking about yesterday, and essentially going rogue with these things. How do you prevent that from mm-hmm. happening exactly? I mean, that's a I think it's a big question. In addition to how you regulate existing companies and and how the government is is involved in that too. So it's a it's a big one, and frankly, we need leaders. We're going to need leaders who are able to understand this. And I'm not even saying like I'm. I've got some great understanding of it because I don't. I don't think that I do. But as we talked about yesterday, far too many times when we get into some sort of dense technological topics, when it comes to legislation, we've got too many people who are making decisions on this stuff. Uh, I'm not talking about whether they're Democrats or Republicans or agree or disagree. They just don't get what they're dealing with. They don't under, it is a, it is complexity, technological complexity above their ability to 
talk about, comprehend, understand how it works, all of those things. So that's the other thing that's concerning out of this whole thing. Now, we do continue to see beyond that, though, the new products, the new features that tech companies are rolling out, and Apple is no exception to any of that. They are using what is this AI voice text tech that we've heard about, and this is essentially where if you've got enough inputs for someone's voice, if you've got good recordings, and for example, Caleb, think of all the recordings that exist out there of our voices. I know, like, we, we could you, make this right now. I'm assuming that there are, you could fairly easily, with AI products that exist, with you, me, other people who have high-quality recordings of their voice available all over the place, you could make a pretty spot-on voice double mm-hmm. for this. Easy which means I get to take more vacation. <laughs> but well, uh, you might type out type out a 3-hour script of my show. Well, shoot, I just let ChatGBT design it. Yeah. Just talk about some things, be kind of funny, right? Complain about the lack of rain, uh that sort of thing. Throw out about a 3-hour script and see how it works. Anyway, uh, Apple is embracing the artificial voice technology. The next version of Apple's iOS operating system will feature new accessibility items, including the new personal voice. It allows people to create a facsimile of their own voices, which could then be used to read out written text, even down a phone call. The hope is people who know they could be losing their voices due to diseases like ALS could use this approximation to speak in their own voices long after they lose their natural ones. Evan Brown, Fox News. And so there, and there, I lead that that specific example. That's a a cool, good way to use some right. of these things. I know I've got uh, a family friend who went through ALS and couldn't write. And sometimes they'll use essentially computers to talk for them, and it's kind of this computerized voice. How different? How significant would that be for the family if they had something that sounded exactly like their original voice when when they were doing that as well it's it's kind of the tip of the iceberg on those sorts of things but it's another one of these deals where yeah there's there's a lot of good that could potentially come out of this but the bad comes with the good you know but that's also true of like the internet right right um and so is this like that or is this more of a threat than than that i mean could you could you it's an interesting question could you expand all the concerns um uh, that we've got right now all the discussions that we're having ship them back to about 1995 and have the same discussions about the the internet or just the consequences it's just not it just didn't move quickly and can't couldn't move quickly enough then to have the kind of dire consequences that we're talking about I, but, it's definitely the speed at which it's moving right now but in general though that's really what you've got here. There's all kinds of... The internet has ushered in all kinds of terrible things, right? Mm -hmm. And all kinds of great things. Both. Both of them, uh, I would say it's fair to say, out of this whole thing. And great things in in fields of communication and technology and and well-being and health and, Mm -hmm. you know, pick your your entertainment, (laughs) right? pick your field that that you've got it on but we can also go through and and say all the the problematic things that it's created as well Mm -hmm. so maybe another way to think about that all right other things that we've got on here today uh oh boy there's a lot of pretty good ones here trademark battle 
Who owns Taco Tuesday? Who should own the concept of Taco Tuesday the now? The people. It's been, now it's been fully associated since as far back as I can remember as a kid that Taco John's had Taco Tuesday. Taco Bell went in on Taco Tuesday. Should they be able to? In a filing with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, Taco Bell is asking regulators to force Wyoming-based Taco John's to abandon its long-standing claim to the Taco Tuesday trademark. The fast food giant arguing that too many businesses and others use the phrase to allow Taco John's to have exclusive rights. While Taco John's 300-plus locations pales in comparison to the more than 7,200 Taco Bell locations across the globe, courts have continued to side with Taco John's on Taco Tuesday. It was back in 2019 that NBA superstar LeBron James made an unsuccessful attempt to claim the trademark after promoting his family's Taco Tuesday festivities on social media. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. So basically the argument Taco Bell has is you haven't been enforcing this trademark is enough, and so therefore legally when you don't enforce a trademark and you let others use it, you should not be holding claim to it any longer. Now, I don't know. I don't know if Taco, Taco John's has been out there suing mom and pop joints that have used Taco Tuesday because they, that definitely has happened, I'm sure. Like everybody uses Taco Tuesday. Right. And that's your, your, that's essentially the argument Taco Bell is making here at this point. But, but I don't know. I think it, it, the, the question is, right? How much, how much defending of the trademark did they need to do? They've obviously kept it up to date, right? right. They've, they've done all the filings. It's something that's valuable to them. And I, I'm kind of cheering for Taco John's on this one. I think I, I'm cheering for, cheering for Taco bit, John's but, on this whole but thing. But back in, in, I didn't even know Taco Tuesday was a trademarked thing until. LeBron's weird attempt to try to I don't even remember it. that. Well, he just in videos was yelling Taco Tuesday and like got people would show up to games and get him to yell it when he was on the bench. Wait, I've got a suggestion for Taco Bell. And t- and think about this. It's just an idea I just had. Thursday? Taco Thursday. Huh? Taco Thursday? I don't know. Taco I, Thursday? I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry, Mike Tyson. <laughs> well, it sounded a little bit more alliterative, alliterative when I did it that way. I don't know. Burrito Monday? I mean, we got other options here. Yeah, we can come up with something. Right? Chalupa Sunday? I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm not sure exactly, but I, I'm cheering for Taco John's on that one. I'm cheering for the underdog, the little guy, Taco John's. Uh, I had Taco John's when I was in Wyoming this last weekend. I forgot that they were based out of Wyoming. It's interesting. Uh, well, <laughs> if you uh, if you have a summer vacation plan to Walt Disney World in Orlando, I, I guess the only piece of advice that I've got after this story is just just be patient with the places that you want to take a photo in front of, because otherwise things can get out of hand. And well, then there's a giant family brawl. Two families at the Magic Kingdom looking to take pictures in front of the 100th anniversary sign just inside the park got into an apparent disagreement which led to the melee. The Orange County Sheriff's Office said one family was standing in front of the sign where another family wanted to take a photo and that family asked the other family to move. The families then exchanged words, and one family member punched another member of the other family in the face, and then an all-out fight ensued. Another person in the park filmed the entire brawl and shared the video with Fox 35 in Orlando. At least one person was treated medically at the scene, but that person did not want to press charges. Two other people were ejected from the park. Ted Linder, Fox News. That's why they call it the happiest place in the world.
Uh, we're not going to Magic Kingdom. <laughs> that, I'm telling you, that is... Uh, I mean, God, can you... Uh, th- there's got to be a better... Th- how does that escalate into that? That sounds like road rage to me. Yeah. Essentially. Like, there's got to be a... Tensions are high. Holy cow, you could have avoided the entire brawl getting kicked out of the thing by either one of the parties waiting, I don't know, five minutes, or the other party just scooting over for a second and then moving back. Seriously? Come on, people. What's your problem? But anyway... I haven't seen the video. I'm going to have to go look that up now, though, after hearing about that. I just want a bunch of the uh, the, the the characters getting in and breaking up right. the fight. Here comes, here comes Anna and Elsa. Hey! Right. Goofy rolling in. Goofy. Cut that out, guys. Well, if you got a little extra money burning a hole in your pocket, why not consider buying yourself your own private island? We've got another one for sale. Sounds like a great deal. Take a listen. The private island in the Bahamas seen in Pirates of the Caribbean and James Bond Casino Royale is on the market. Little Pipe K near the private islands of Johnny Depp and Tyler Perry. Not too big, 40 acres of island nirvana. Featuring a 5,300 square foot main house for guests houses 11 bedrooms 12 baths olympic-sized infinity pool helipad seaplane deep water dock for your super yacht manicured gardens waters described as bombay sapphire blue where dolphins and sea turtles frolic top 10 real estate says for 100 million a full staff is included little pipe k now a rental resort up to ninety five thousand dollars a night therese crowley <laughs> fox news man i don't know if I had a hundred mils sitting around, that would be burning a hole in my pocket at that point. The thing about that, it's the yeah, I wouldn't need my Beatrice vacation house anymore if I had a whole private island, forty acres, private island there, and a staff too. I mean, you have all of that in your Beatrice vacation. I'll, obviously, I do, and it's really when she described it, it sounded very similar in some ways. Like it feels like she was just Beatrice reading it right vacation. off vacation. Of We've got Bombay, Bombay Sapphire Blue Pond. They're not necessarily sea turtles and dolphins. They're more like painter turtles and crappy floating around there. Not all of them alive, but it's very, I mean, other than that, it's very similar. (laughs) Uh, All right. We got got maybe one or two more here. Oh, yeah. This is good. We're going to have to look up where Lincoln on this is. The U.S. News and World Report saying, hey, Wallet Hub, we can do lists, too. We used to do lists before you even did. And we got our new list of the best places to live in the United States. Where do you think it's going to be? Think about it now. All right, let's see if you're right. Green Bay, Wisconsin is the best place to live, according to an annual report by U.S. News and World Report. Maybe some bad news for NFL quarterback Aaron Rodgers, who packed up and moved from Wisconsin to New York City, which is now ranked 98th. The report looked at the 150 largest metropolitan areas in the country and scored them on quality of life, value, desirability, and job market. Huntsville, Alabama was the second best place to live, and Raleigh and Durham, North Carolina, rounded out the top three. Miami, Los Angeles, and Houston were 138, 139, and 140th, respectively, with San Juan, Puerto Rico taking the last place spot. Gianna Jalosi, Fox News. Lincoln, Nebraska, ahead of Omaha. 32 is Lincoln, Nebraska on this list. 32 best place to live. Couple spots ahead of Minneapolis, St. Paul. Now, of course, you've got the traditional Madison and Ann Arbor are higher because they're always higher in Mm -hmm. these things. Everybody loves Madison and Ann Arbor. 
they both made just outside of the top 10. But the top 10 as a whole, I know she went over a little. Green Bay, Wisconsin, Huntsville, Alabama. Really? Interesting. Uh, Raleigh, Durham is number three. Boulder is number four. Okay, I kind of get that. Uh, Sarasota, Florida. Huh. Uh, Number five. Naples, Florida, number six. Portland, Maine, seven. Charlotte, North Carolina, eight. Colorado Springs, nine. Fayetteville, Arkansas is uh, number 10. Okay. Des Moines finishes ahead of Lincoln, sadly, uh, on that one. And I don't even see Omaha on this first page. Jeez. I'm going to probably have to go to a later page to find Omaha. So I'll have to do that a little bit later. But there you go. You can uh, look that up at U.S. News and World Report if you'd like to do this. And last but not least... The Bachelor has been around for quite a while. The TV show, people, some people love to love, some people love to hate on ABC. People get, like, not just into it, but, but weirdly into now it. Now they're looking for a new demo, at least a new demo of Contested. It's time to get rid of the young, super good-looking people and bring in the old, super good-looking people with the Golden Bachelor. Oh, no. It's time for seniors to get in on the reality dating game action that Gen Z and millennials have co-opted with a new Bachelor franchise titled The Golden Bachelor, which will feature a man and a group of women 60 and older looking for love in their golden years. The show will air following Dancing with the Stars on Monday nights. The idea behind the Bachelor Boomer edition has been kicking around for a few years with ABC releasing a casting call for senior citizens in early 2020. Those plans fell through as the COVID-19 pandemic hit. ABC put out another casting call earlier this year. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Uh, be, uh, I don't know. Might be a little. It'd be interesting to see how it differs from the original show. Definitely. All right, six fifty-four. We'll take a break. It's LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN. When you- I'll just Malcolm Byron. They done it, and now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK today. All right, uh, 657, Officer Chad is uh, in the house with us right now. Are you going to give that uh, Golden Bachelor a, uh, a, a spin? I'm going to have to go with a uh, no. 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 I'm not going to pass. Any reality what shows? What if Blanche was on there? <laughs> Blanche. What, 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 what if you got any of the Golden Girls? <laughs> well, they're all, yeah, they've all no. passed away Sorry, now. They're gone. No, no, no. They're what not, if you I could mean, go back? What if you could retroactively? Oh, no, wait, Come on, guys. Was, was Betty White, did she play Blanche? Uh, no, Blanche was, uh, she's Rose. Mm-hmm. She's oh, okay. Rose. You put Betty White or Rose on? Sure. I'll check it out. <laughs> Betty White was hilarious. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. Uh, yeah, there you go. All right. Let's talk a little bit about. <laughs> I like the deep conversation today. Yeah. <laughs> Jack's like, all right, we're, we're all move on from that. You can always count on it here with us. Let's talk about Lincoln Crime Stoppers and, uh, see if we can help out LPD with some of their investigations right now. What do we got this All morning? right. How about we talk about socks and flip-flops, mostly because I'm pretty sure I recognize a guy in this picture. I got to do some thinking, but Walmart reports this pair tried to leave their store with a bunch of stuff they hadn't paid for. Uh, the male has a bunch of tattoos on his arms, and I'm telling you guys, looking at him, I'm not going to name names right now, but I'm pretty sure I know who that wow, one is. We don't so, even need this. I yeah, guess. I, might, I might get a clear case while we're here. That'd yeah. be awesome. Uh, next one is stolen dirt bike. Uh, male and female show up. They are in a silver 2008 Chrysler 300. Take off on a red Honda Mini dirt bike. Okay. And it's not the greatest pictures of the suspects, but it's a really good picture of the dirt bike. So 
If you see somebody out riding a red dirt bike, it might be a stolen. I'm still going back to the guy's sl- socks with his flip flops. These are not like uh, this is not like like I'll wear uh, socks with slides sometimes, and maybe that's a fashion <laughs> faux pas. Or like uh, you know, like some people will do it with like Birkenstocks, but these are like the thong yes. flip flops. Yeah, that, and that looks painful. it looks uh, wildly uncomfortable, and like your shoe wouldn't fit, and the yeah. the little thong thing would be pushing up against the sock. See, I'm not even sure how people wear socks with slides because I would think that the sock would be too slippery for the slide no, to I, stay on your foot. I can do. I've I've been able to master that, but but oh. this is a new, fine, yeah. This is a new level here. Well, for speaking for people that are too large-footed to find slides of fit, <laughs> it's not going to happen. So. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, there you go. Thank you very much, Chad. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Go to LincolnCrimeShoppers.com to take a look at all the cases that are posted, and uh, maybe you can help out yourself. All right. We'll take a break. What Chap Chad Wednesday is next at 7 o'clock. KLI and Lincoln. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That counted up and ship it around the globe stage this one's going to thailand and that wait did we just hit a million orders stage whatever your stage businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for your one dollar a month trial at shopify.com slash listen check of your time saver traffic live from the momo pizzeria and ristorante studios at 44th and O. morning radio for the entire capital city this is ella and k today with jack and friends on the voice of lincoln 1499.3 klin it's time to get it off your chest with what chaps your hide wednesday call or text the rick stein recognition hotline at 402-479-1400 to tell us what's chapping your hide it's our public service we provide to the community. We find that when people don't fixate all day long in their thoughts about the things that make them frustrated, angry, upset, and instead uh, maybe get it out of the system via a radio show once and then move on to being a great, community-minded, pleasant, high-achieving person, uh, everybody benefits from it. So that's what we do on Wednesdays, and the, uh, the stage is here for you. Text line is open, 402-479-1400. Uh, we already have phone calls on the line as well, and there's a Facebook thread as well if you would like to jump in on that. So that's the available options for you to tell us what's chapping your hide. And it looks like we've got the phones first, uh, but Caleb, can you tell me who's on the line? Uh, oh, yeah, I didn't write it down. I that's think right. it's Mike. All right, we think it's Mike. Uh, <laughs> Mike, maybe. Hello, good morning. How are you doing? It could be Bill. <laughs> but, sorry, we, it's a, we have a high regard for making sure we uh, know who you are, Mike. <laughs> go, go ahead, Ralph. Hey. hey. <laughs> yes. Coffers that do not fix their ball marks on a green. Ooh. I am a marshal on Sundays at a local course. Ooh. I fix probably 10 or 15 per green. Every day I'm out there. It's terrible. Jeez. Imagine driving down the street. And having to dodge holes in the concrete. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Kind of, You know what I mean? It's kind of a parallel universe there. Yeah, I, so. I guess. Now, the good news for me, I don't golf often, but I'll tell you what. I am never hitting a ball onto the green from far enough away oh. that it could cause a ball mark. So I know okay. I know that I'm, well, that I'm I'm not guilty on this one. Oh, you're the slow players. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm basic. I'm usually, I'm usually taking my putter off the fringe where I should be using a sand wedge and putting. That's actually a good idea, though. That's actually a good idea. Well, that's that's usually what I do because I hit the sand wedge and I'm gonna get it out there. It's gonna, I'm gonna edge it and it's gonna go 30 yards past the green itself. So I'm okay hey, on this I, one. May I ask for a PSA? Yes. What's the theme for this Friday? General, whatever you want. Oh, cool. Great, guys. Thanks. All right, there you go. Okay. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> I didn't know what he meant by PSA. He just meant ask a question. Yeah, it's yeah. Jet. it's whatever you want on request line Friday. And then the week after this, next week, I don't want to look too far ahead and confuse people, but we are going to do uh, songs from your gradu- high school graduation year. Shout out that uh, high school graduation. So we'll have some fun with that coming up next Friday. <laughs> He's a Marshall. Those are, I'm always scared, man. I, you know who else is a Lofgren? Mar- Lofgren's yeah. a Marshall too. He yeah. seems like he'd be a really nice Marshall, though. I can't imagine Lofgren coming up and yelling at you though oh. for playing slow or or you know. I think he'd probably take whatever. take a, a driver and just whap you upside the head. I don't know what are the largest crimes that they police on golf. The Marshals are policing on golf courses now. Probably uh, people, carts off the path. Carts, carts off the path. E- illicit beverages. Is that one? Do the marsh? Is that in the purview of the marshal's jurisdiction? They find illicit beverages that are along in the cart. Horseplay well, depends on depends horseplay. on whether they're sharing those beverages. Using the bathroom in places that you shouldn't be. I'm going to guess. Is I want Lofgren to uh, to to marshal in his old Herbie Husker. <laughs> Uniform. That'd be great. Uh, that would be that'd be very good. All right. Uh, let's see. Do uh, should we go? Do we have anything on the text line here? We got a couple on the text line. I put in the prep page. For okay. You. Let's uh, let's go to the text line then. Uh, Mary says, "Why is the Northeast Walmart hiding their small carts?" I have no idea what that means exactly, but I'm curious. I I, I always thought so. Like at the grocery store, you've got some groceries at Hy-Vee, for instance. Uh, and I'm two not size, sure. There are two, two size sizes. Size. You got yep. the regular size long cart. Yep. And then sometimes when I come in, I'm like, this is just a mini trip. I can do the small yep. cart yep. with this one. And that's always very exciting to me for whatever reason. I don't know. Do they have that at like the Walmarts and the Targets of the world? I don't think I don't, they generally do. Maybe recall. they do. I know, I know they've got the smaller carts at Leon's. Okay. But no, I, I've never. I'm, so I'm not sure. I, I would like to delve into this very important investigative uh, 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 situation assignment here for Mary, but I don't know what's happening with the small carts. I didn't know they had small carts at Walmart, nor what's happened to them. So we'll I'll I'll try and figure out a little bit more about that. That's very concerning to me. Mosh um, Fit Chad, which have tried when someone calls you at work, then says they have another call coming in and ask you to hold. You called me. I'm hanging up. <laughs> Do you remember? Excuse me. Do you remember the early days of call waiting when call waiting first yes. become a thing, and you want to be on a landline? And this is probably mid late mid nineties, maybe. But you would get the little tone in your ear. You're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, hang on, I have another call." Click, hello, right? Oh, do I still have you? Oh no. So click, hello, back and forth, and you could leave somebody else waiting on your own line. I felt very important when I used to do that <laughs> to people. That was a very big. That was a big moment because it eliminated the busy signals. I was. I had a. This is this is another old landline phone story. I had a buddy of mine. We used to like during the summer. We would just we would just talk on the phone for a long time. Like we would go play video games and and have each other on the phone on the landline the whole time. And I think we must have done it one day for like two three hours at once and kept it on. And my my parents were at work at the time, and I was on the phone so long that my. 
Uh, apparently, my mom was trying to get a hold of me, and this is pre-cell phone world, and couldn't come <laughs> home from work. Somehow, she had the operator like come in, yeah, break in on it, break in on the thing, and tell us we had to hang up. And it was the most <laughs> terrifying thing. All of a sudden, this this other voice comes in, and I didn't know you could even do that. She so she came in, and I hung up, and I was in trouble for sitting on the phone for three, four hours at that time. Uh, let's see. Chicken Rich says, what chaps my hide is intelligence. Where did it go? Has it gotten so bad we have to have fake intelligence to make up the difference? Eh? Perhaps. Uh, number one, Debbie, for Friday, I saw the movie Book Club over the weekend, which took place in uh, Italy. No, no, no. That's request on Friday. Oh, God. Sorry. Sorry. Did, did my note not go there? It says chaps above here, but everything is below it, so I'm I'm confused. Oh, the yeah. The chaps are all above that message. Yeah, well, there's nothing above that, Okay. Well, so. it is on my screen. Okay. Yeah. Whatever you did. What well, chaps know. my hide. Okay. Now we've got it. Yeah, that's it. All right. It, it looked different. When there, there's it. one on Facebook that is really good. It's what do you got, Mark? It's, this we've got the trifecta going here. It I already had a call on it on the traffic tip line before Chris got in. He put it in traffic. Okay. And Mark on uh, the Facebook page says closing one lane each way on 84th and not increasing the tra- green lights to account oh, for the I've traffic flow. That's bad. And why the blacktop again? Just so we can do it all over again in two years. Uh, look up at the uh, monitor there in the studio. I'm casting the traffic. <laughs> Yeah, on northbound 84th at O, and it's backed up to A Street. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and there's also no left turn northbound on O to go west on O. Oh, really? You northbound can't, to 84th. So you can't turn from 84th onto, onto O to go right. toward toward the city, essentially? Right. Yeah, they got it set up now. Oh, it's no God. left turn. This is why on Monday, I know people said, what a weird segment. Jack just read off all these construction spots in town. I knew some of these were going to be major impacts. That's why I went through and spent a day going through every single one and letting you know where that might happen. That's not the first person I've heard talk about that 84th and O situation. Yeah, it backed up point. almost to A Street. We got, we got blacktop in part of our neighborhood. And I, I and maybe Mark's right. Maybe it doesn't work all that well. But man, it drives nice. That yeah, it, it, it drives it dies nice at, at first. At first, yeah. Okay. Very so, nice. So there you go. You can watch that traffic back up and all of that. But. Uh, all right. Let's see. People that slow down and partially enter the turning lane before finally committing. <laughs> always some related to to the turning lanes that's one and then we have another one drivers who pull up in the intersection thinking they'll be able to move before the light changes i'm looking at you drivers on 11th and o street and you drivers on north 27th blocking p street so what i think she's saying is when traffic is backed up right so that the the back car at the traffic line is at the edge of the intersection that you're trying to get through and so you'll just go through, and it'll leave you sitting at the edge of at the middle of the intersection while the light is still green. But of course, if that light changes from green to red, you've got people who want to go the other way, and you're right in the middle of the intersection. So it's always a guessing game. It's always because a, a lot of times you'll do that, and you're like, "Well, there's no way I'm going to sit here. There's no way this thing isn't moving at least enough to get me out of the intersection." <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> but I've had that 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 experience I've had on O Street particularly going westbound during some of the busiest times that westbound or eastbound during the busiest times of the day as well so yeah peter says people who walk on the wrong side of the sidewalk bike path <laughs> my well, the sidewalks in my neighborhood are not wide enough for more than one per- i mean again there, there's one side of your sidewalk i now have just a gut reaction now that i've been 
uh, walking walking my dog, I've got a just a gut reaction as soon as I see someone coming the same way, you know, coming the way I'm going, especially if they've got a dog. Right away, I'm just like I curve off onto yep. the street every single. I just don't want to deal with whatever. You don't know if they're interested in it. You don't know what your dog's going to do. You don't know what they're going to dog. I'm not here for small talk. I got headphones on. I got earbuds on, and so I can't hear anything that you say anyway. Wait, so you dip out into the street to walk to get by somebody? Yeah. You have a very classic chap of, what is it with people walking 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 in the streets? Okay, but that's... First of all, the people walking in the streets was especially bad during the pandemic. But it was like they would walk in the middle of the streets. It's like, yeah, okay, there's a pandemic going on, but it's not martial law. We don't need to, you know, we can still use the sidewalks. Well, it was close to martial law in a it, few places. It was, it was crazy. So, yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Do we have any more? We got some fun political ones here. Tanya uh, says well. the re- retirees are slow poking around. I want to be a retiree and out slow poking around too. <laughs> I can agree with that one too. I can I can agree on that one too. Uh, we've got somebody asking where are the uh, police officers that the mayor bragged about during the election this year. And then we got one where some Will's mad at the president for setting up uh, what he says is setting up companies, phony companies that money funneled for him to have China. Uh, in other countries. Man, those just do not work on what chaps tried Wednesday very well. Jason on the text line says, what chaps my hide, people complaining about road construction and in the next breath complaining about yeah. bad roads. Yeah. Rub your magic yeah. lamp, people. Well, yeah, that's true. I try and be aware of that when I do when I do go through the road construction season. Uh, I've got... I just okay. want to know why in some of these very, very busy streets... That they aren't doing like a lot of the highway departments are doing. They work in 24 hours. They're working all night, too. Oh, yeah. It's a good question. That'd be a good, that'd be a good question. For I mean, I realize they're closer to houses and all of that. Right. But still, yeah, that's true. it's important to get these th- projects done. Here, here's, my, here's my chaps. So yesterday, I had to, I had to drive across town, essentially, from, uh, from kind of east central, almost northeast Lincoln, uh, way down to to Southwest Lincoln. Um, I was I, mean, I was driving to Costco. Okay, then to go start, start pricing out the food for the old graduation party, and I was I was hungry on the way, and so I uh, I picked up a a sandwich. But being the health conscious guy that I am, when I went to Jimmy John's to get the sandwich, I got one of those unwitches. You know what those are? Basically, the sandwich, but they do it in a lettuce wrap instead of yeah. bread. And, you know, it cuts out about 400 calories and carbs and all those sorts of things. So I got one of those. I was very proud of myself. I was going to have a healthy, healthy little snack slash late lunch on you, the way out You there. wore part of it, didn't you? Those are not made <laughs> in any fashion to be eaten in cars. It was one of the most difficult experiences I've ever had. And wouldn't you know it, the one time in my life that I'm driving through Lincoln and begging for a red light to sort of <laughs> to sort of take control of the unwitched situation in my car and on my shirt and in the crevices of the seat and deal with this impossible to pull down wrapper on this whole thing wouldn't you know it i drove all the way across the city of lincoln mark not a red light to be found. Project Red Light, Project Green Light worked perfectly for me. Isn't that, isn't that always the way? Like you need, like you need a red light because w- whatever reason you dropped something in your car or 
You've got a, you know, you're not supposed to be using your phone on any of those, but sometimes people, I think, wait for red lights to to see a message that they got or or whatever that it is. And when you need one, that's when you can't get a red light. Just fake but any it. other time, I'm trying to hurry in somewhere, and it's every dang red light in the entire city. Fake the left turn, you know, make make it. I, I, I mean, I really should have. I have learned my lesson. Those There are just certain foods that are not made to be eaten in the car at all, and that might be at the top of the list. What a disaster. Mike, I mean, I'm going to have to go get my car detailed after that thing. <laughs> well, maybe there's enough to help with the food for the graduation party. <laughs> hey, we run out, we run out, and I'm like, hey, you know what? Why don't you just take this bowl? There's a lot of stuff on the floor of my car. That look like taco ingredients. Uh, all right, that's it for what chaps you hide. Wednesday, it's 52 degrees. Turn, turn Reggie loose in the car. You'll get it. That's actually a good idea. Make sure none of that's poison. 725, it's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker Yanks. All right, let's get things started today with... Number five. Passionate, heated debate yesterday in the unicameral as legislators clawed back 574 and it was scheduled for final reading they brought it back to allow senator ben hansen's amendment to uh, go through that brought it back to uh, discussion point eventually uh, the amendment was adopted and the gender affirming bill and the abortion bill in the amendment of senator hansen uh, went through a lot of procedural discussions and eventually passed 3315 and now it'll sit for 24 hours and then go back and be scheduled for final reading. Yeah, so uh, the, the major thing that happened yesterday was the amendment to the bill that, in essence, combined those two issues together with abortion and transgender and those two bills that we've been talking about with some slight changes from where they had been in the past. Mark, the votes kind of lined up like we were speculating they would yesterday. Once you knew and once you found out that Merv Reapy was going to vote the way that he was and was going to be okay with this version of the abortion ban that was slightly different than his in terms of timing, in terms of some of the things on the inside. Once you knew that, it was a little bit hard to imagine that any other other votes were going to be swinging on this thing. You had a good idea of everywhere, every where everyone was, and it the votes came out that way exactly. And it was party line. You could have, I mean, you could have went through and predicted where all the votes were on this thing. And now it moves on. The only the only thing left, I think, to talk. It's, I mean, guys. It's uh, for for better or worse. It it's going to pass now. On uh, it certainly seems like on it select, would, yeah. yeah. I can't. There's no reason. I think there still could be some changes in discussion, as I understand it, on the part about uh, which treatments might be allowable uh, for or not allowable uh, for minors. There was the initial v- version of the new bill, I should say gave that delegated that authority essentially to the state's chief medical officer there's some discussion that maybe it should be itemized within the bill itself and not use sort of that administrative process to do that that still probably is going to be hashed out on this whole thing but beyond that i think it's you know i think we know what's gonna what's gonna happen it'll go to the governor's desk uh it'll get signed in whatever form that it's in at that point and then the lawsuits will begin and 
We'll see what that means in terms of if it still does go to an effect. Is there an injunction about these laws, either or both, or either parts of this law, or both going into effect during the pendency of whatever judicial action that there is? And then, finally, and last but not least, Mark, what happens with them during the next legislative session? Is it revisited? Uh, Are there attempts to repeal? Are there attempts to change things within those laws next year? And do we go through this process next year with this whole thing? Or just some uh, efforts to modify and and clarify some of the things that may uh, go through on this bill that actually don't work out as well. Um, But the question that I have is, as uh, the opposition was very, very strong, especially from Senator Kavanaugh, Megan Kavanaugh, Yes, Megan Michaela, Michaela Kavanaugh, Megan Hunt, Michaela Megan Hunt, and uh, Jen Day, uh, Jane Raybould voted against it as well. But they're they're saying they're going to burn down the rest of the session and next session because of this. So I'm wondering if there's enough ways that they can filibuster to where we don't get a budget passed. Oh, and then would a special session have to be on yes, the? It would have to on be. on the calendar at that point. Um, it just depends on on. We'll see. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, they've talked about doing it next session as well. There's a long time between now and then. I don't know. You know, who knows? Who knows if that's really something that'll happen? And, you know, and, and the other thing is at what point is that strategy not really proving to be, while it may prove to have symbolic value, is it proving to have strategic value in this whole thing? Because after all this, after all this, I think it kind of emboldened the people who were in disagreement. Uh, oh, absolutely. But I, I think the, also the possibility if, if 574 passes in its current form or even slightly modified, the opposition is going to be very, very motivated to go to a ballot initiative. Yeah, that's the other thing is could there be ballot initiatives on, on that or on other parts of this? Right. I mean, that, with as frequent as these are now, that would not be surprising in the least. I mean, at even, this point, for even, 2024. Right. But even Kansas this last, last year voted down right. the abortion uh, ban. Yeah, that would be another so b- you've got the judicial, you've got the quote unquote second house, and then you've got another legislative session that the yep. story is going to continue we, to be told with. If, if there's if there's lawsuits or injunctions at, uh, sought on this, would that be at state level or district yes, court level, level or yep. federal? They start lower no, state level, state level, but it wouldn't be surprising if it ends up in the Nebraska State Supreme Court okay. with some of the questions that are that are out there, depending on what the basis is that the suit is being filed. Number four, a graduate at Grand Island High School, uh, giving his commencement address, uh, did a speech with Chat GPT, and then ended up. That was partly the one that he submitted that got approved, but then he kind of went off script. So, yeah, he submit. He had ChatGPT write him a script, submitted it. It got, you know, I don't know if schools all do this or how it works. It did when I was, I tried to be the commencement speaker, and and you had to give your speech and turn it in, and mine got rejected. I didn't win the speech (laughs) competition, but apparently they do something similar in Grand Island, but you've got to tell them what you're going to say, and so... He had AI write his speech. They liked the AI speech. He got up at the podium and he gave a different speech. Started out, among other things, saying, I don't know about y'all, but I hated school. (laughs) Talked about physical altercations at Grand Island, saying, while each fight is its own story, they all stem from the same problem, and that's the culture at our school. 
said, we lie, we pretend, we hide the truth with selective facts on positive things occurring around the school instead of being honest and addressing the issues head on. We attempt to fix the issue by pulling them like weeds instead of fixing the underlying issue. It wasn't even, you know, you saw this originally and you thought maybe this was going to be taking, taking perhaps kind of a stand on some hot button issue, right, that, that can come up sometimes between student and administrators. It kind of seemed to be sort of a blanket just critique more on that on some higher level things and just generally how problems are dealt with there within yep. the school and the district. And so it made for a uh, <laughs> made for a different feel there at the uh, graduation ceremony. Yeah. Kenny Morales is, is the one who gave the speech. He, he uh, told the Grand Island uh, Independent uh, that it was not necessarily about shaming the school more about a message of raising expectations. He said, I just wanted to start a conversation. Yeah. And I think he has. Yeah, uh, I think without a doubt. I can't believe he almost he almost had the Grand Island Senior High commencement speech be written by AI, though, this year, which, which the administrators approved of. Here we are. Oh, wow. Here we are. Number three. Governor Jim Fillon signed a repeal of education t- requirement, Title 92, Chapter 23, which is uh, often referred to as the Rule 23, Basic Skills Competency Testing. And I probably wouldn't pass it because I can't pronounce competency very well, but Caleb passed the test. So tell us about this test. So and there, there were different levels of the test. There was uh, there was initial one, and then there was another one as you got a little bit later on into, into your coursework. But the basic skills one, the one at the outset, you have to pass that before you can go do anything in classrooms, if I'm remembering it correctly. This would have been about a decade ago for me. Um, but it's not difficult. It's very... Think about it as a very, very, very light version of the ACT. Very light version. Where you've got the different sections on there. The math, the reading, the, the writing stuff on there. But it's just making sure you have you understand the basic concepts of each of the different areas before you go into teaching. Um, because as we all know, for teachers... At some point, you may end up, regardless of what you're teaching, watching someone else's classroom. It helps to have a very basic understanding. It sounds like a new uh, uh, volume or a new uh, line for on to college. <laughs> yeah, so- that's right. Now, the one thing I do like in this is there are some costs that are removed because you had to pay for it. Yeah, maybe that's as much as as there, much there's as that anything. part on there. There's 150 uh, combined, uh, and then 90 bucks for each test. That that goes along with it, and so maybe that was something that if people were just trying it out, they were a little bit hesitant to do. I'm not. I'm not sure. The idea, though, obviously, is to reduce. It's to get more people to be, have a desire to right. be a teacher right now. Right, but I just. From the people that I knew, the people that I was taking classes with, and the people that I knew went through the education program, the basic skills test was not something that they looked at and said, that's stopping me yeah, from being a teacher. Maybe not. Even the people that struggled with the with this test were not looking at that as a roadblock. I'd be curious what other people in the in the teaching industry think. It's an interesting perspective there. Uh, one thing, a couple of things about this. Districts can still require it if they want to. This is just saying there's no state requirement. So that's one part of it, at least to note. And I'm not sure what local districts will, will do on that as well. Um, and, and I forgot what the other thing that I said. I was going. Oh, uh, uh, Pillen basically said, "Look, 
years ago it was good, but there are other. Excuse me. There bless, are other. You. Thank you. I got the <laughs> mic turned off there. But there are other. Basically, there are other tools that we've got now beyond this that can can help figure it out. That was his rationale. Yeah, with, yeah. With they're, they're, I mean, that we might not have had when this was created years ago. I mean, it, it's kind of the same thing. Whatever field of study you go into, there's going to be one test does not necessarily decide everything you know about that that specific field. The basic skills test on its own does not determine a good teacher or a bad teacher. There are a lot of things you have to do in the classroom, a lot of things you have to learn about teaching theory. This, though, I think was still very good to have along the path of saying, hey, here's this baseline for you. And the other part of it is that it was not hard in the least. I was going to say, now I want to take it and see if I could pass it. And as I, as I told you off the air, maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a good test taker. Maybe I don't you're know. just wildly smart. Maybe it, you're a genius. There's that possibility out there, too. But Could be. Man, there there were much more difficult, like, just quizzes in some of the classes than what this test was. All right, moving on. Number two. Full circle moment for City Councilwoman Tammy Ward at her last meeting this Monday. Something she started on four years ago when she first got on the council, uh, an ordinance expanding food truck capabilities here in Lincoln. And it was passed unanimously, the full details at the Journal Stars and under the guidance and journalistic efforts of Margaret Reist. So, expands the time food trucks can be in residential neighborhoods from 10 minutes to 4 hours. Oh, sorry. Wasted away again in Margaret Reistville. Um... Uh, you got They can. They can be in. Des- they have designated downtown areas that they can be there, but they've got to stay 300 feet away from brick and mortar restaurants unless there's special permission that's given there. Um, I'm not sure what the brick and mortar restaurant community is is thought about if they've okayed with it. I know in in Margaret's article she actually said that brick and mortar restaurants are seeing it more of as a partnership. So that's interesting with this whole thing, and so. Yeah, you've got you've got some places now where these will be able to be, and they've done pilot programs with this to kind of see how it goes and see how it works. But I mean, it's hard it's hard as a food eater in Lincoln not to be excited about more more food options in Lincoln. Problem is, I just never eat lunch downtown. Rarely, I never eat lunch. Congrats to all you downtown workers, though. You can always bring your food truck. There's a private parking lot here. Ask us for uh, permission here at 44th and O, and just bring it over here and park yeah, it we've here. had we've had food trucks here. Yeah, we've done that. That'd it's be awesome. good. Yeah. Right what, now, what about the rest of the city? Well, right now downtown, just parking period is a challenge with all the construction going on. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent, without a doubt. Like, I wonder if they would consider designated areas in other parts of the city where they could do this too, and and if that might work. I know downtown. I get it, but uh, I'd, I'd like uh, you know. Just the for, thought. For the I can su- think of some parts that you, you, there's parts of areas of town that are high traffic, where there's an open area uh, or a lot or something like that. Where if they set up every once in a while over the lunch hour, do you know how many people you just pull off the street when they saw it that would stop and get and food? What about a place like uh, the parking lot there at Holmes Lake? I yeah, mean, for instance, yeah, you know, yeah, it would be. Uh, that maybe that'll be a next step on on this whole thing, but I'm glad I'm glad for the concept. Glad for uh, more good food options. Number one, Taco John's actually has trademarked Taco Tuesday, and Taco Bell uh, wants it to be available for everybody. So, 
basically, they are, uh, Taco Bell's argument is that Taco Tuesday hasn't been particularly enforced very stringently by Taco John's over the years because you've got any town, I'd, be, I'd, I'd presume this is basically their argument, that any town you go to has got a uh, mom-and-pop taco restaurant that also has a Taco Tuesday deal. And Taco John's has not appropriately enforced against these mom-and-pop shops. I can think of multiple places here in town that have Taco Tuesday. Yeah, I, I was wondering about that. Like I, Taco Bell's <laughs> argument is basically, come on, you're letting everybody do this, so you might as well let us do this, too, and get on the fun. And then they had some, their statement had something like, this sort of like higher-minded purpose of taco culture. Taco Bell believes Taco Tuesday should belong to all who make, sell, eat, and celebrate tacos. Like it really should be in the public domain. And I say, <laughs> I say to Taco Bell, that's not how it works. That's the only. Uh, they, what they should have done was said, "Let's taco about some solutions. It's nachos anymore." Right. If I'm Taco John's. <laughs> That's what they should have just. They should have just on the pleadings. That. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would. Uh, if I were Taco John's, I'd write. I would like. We are prepared to consider your offer of making this public domain. But if so, we want Yokiano Taco John's. We want the actual Chihuahua as well to be a part of that as well. We want uh, Doritos Locos Tacos to be able for us to be able to make here at our what own What kind stores. of strong-arm trade are you wanting want, for the top pick here? We, we want... we Look, I'm just thinking like a lawyer would. Is You're getting a quid pro quo with this thing. But the real trademark law answer is that, yes, sometimes trademark ownership can be... Either, either the strength of the trademark itself can be devalued or sometimes it can be considered dead if it's not properly defended. Usually that means it's got to be like wide, wide, widespread use without being defended. So much so that there's public confusion about who it is initially associated with. I didn't even know Taco John's owned I Taco Tuesday. I, I, I definitely did. Really? Uh, but that's but it's more from the 80s than now. Okay. It's like from from years ago than I did at that just, point. So. You know, just name, just change it up. It's Taco Day after Monday. <laughs> Not, Can you just not, call it Taco Day? Not as good for catchy jingles. <laughs> I, I know, but hey, everyone, it's Taco Day on a Tuesday but again. Why not consider Taco Thursday? Right? Taco Ta- Thursday. Taco Thursday. Taco today. Taco today. Every day of the week. <laughs> tacos right. today. Tacos tomorrow. <laughs> tacos forever. Huh. Tacos sound good. <laughs> All right, seven fifty-six. Especially a breakfast taco. Yeah, it'd be good. 756, it's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. When you- Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings, welcome in. 809 LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. You know, I have this... Uh, I have this weird, like, rite of spring. And you guys know how I get February, March. I get real I get real cabin fever. I really need it. I really need to feel like it's spring. I try and create it to feel like spring and constantly nice weather, even though if it's not, I try and will it to happen. But there is always, there is always a weekend 
uh, or a week that happens, and it would have been about a month ago now, a, 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 about a month ago, and it usually happens around tax day, where it's the first it's the first weekend where you need to mow your lawn, and the other thing is I live over in the the general vicinity of Holmes Lake, and you can see the softball lights are on. That first night I see the softball lights on when I'm driving out there, and I know they will be on every night well into the fall. I feel like that is a threshold that we cross over, and we see that, okay, now it is It's like the rainbow after the, uh, after the flood yeah. that Noah saw. That's my version. <laughs> we'll never bring, it, it, but it's not that God will never bring winter back again. He just won't for, for a few more months. And that's my, uh, that's my odd intro to the Department of Parks and Recreation head here in Lincoln, Maggie Stucky Ross, who joins us right now. Maggie, I just wanted to know, you to know that, uh, Lincoln Parks and Recreation plays a significant, uh, significant spot in my emotional well-being every spring. So thank it, you for that. It is a pleasure. I'm so <laughs> pleased to hear that the large lights at Holmes Lake is bring, they're bringing you joy. Yes. I need to hear that more often. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's a beacon in the sky. I look for it. I look for it. It's a pot. The first night I see it, I'm always so happy. It's, it, it, the best way to analogize is the rainbow after the flood is what it is for me. So I love it. Well, I'm, I'm pleased to provide that service for your emotional well-being. <laughs> I appreciate no it. <laughs> uh, let's just, before we get to some of the specific things that are going on right now, just uh, kind of curious, how, how are things going? Obviously going into a, a busy spring and summer season, uh, everything I'm sure ramps up there in a different way for, for parks and rec. So how are things going right now there? Well, thank you. Yes, it is the... Um it's the Christmas season. Can I call it mm-hmm. that for Parks and Rec? I mean, really, everything is turning on literally and figuratively from adult and youth sports to aquatics to all of our summer programs are just right around the corner. All of the free events that happen in parks throughout the summer are just around the corner. So it's, it is a very exciting time over here. We're hiring staff. We're registering people for all sorts of things. And, and we're game. This is what we live for. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I know specifically I've seen a couple of things on social media. I know we're already getting into the, the time of year here where school will be out. Pools will be open. It sounds like you guys have a, a, a specific need this year for lifeguards especially. That's right. And we are uh, joining all of our peer communities across the country in this um, reality. You know, the teenage employment has changed dramatically over the last several years, um, and we have we have great needs for lifeguards. And so we partnered with uh, Mayor Lirian to make some changes to our pay structure a couple weeks ago. That's probably what you've been seeing mm-hmm. um, with the hopes that we can find some great people to join our team and get meaningful work experience and, and make life even more fun in Lincoln because what is summer without the public pool? Well, and, and I guess, I mean, it, the, at some point, yeah, you've got to say, okay, we got, we have to look at, we want to keep these, these pools open. We've got these pools. We want them to continue to be options, but you've got, I mean, at some point you've got to make decisions on when they're open, how long they're open, all of these things with the availability of lifeguards. How, how much is that factored in in past years? Yeah, it's, it's been a problem for the last several years. I will say this year is, is unique in that we, we kind of thought coming out of the COVID that we might have a different reality, but the truth is what we're experiencing is what every community is experiencing. We, we have um, a need for more lifeguards because honestly, lifeguards are working less than they've worked before. Um, we are looking to kind of fill that generation of 
what I'll call a COVID lifeguard. We mm-hmm. lost a couple years there of, of having those regulars come back and they found other jobs. And um, so we're still, still dealing with that. But it's a great opportunity for really all ages. We have a lot of um, high school and college age guards, but we also have a lot of um, educators, for example, who have the summer off and sure. it's a way to make some extra money. And um, our pools are open daily one to six. So, um, of course, we have swimming lessons and swim team and private parties outside of those hours. But again, it's kind of a quintessential summer job, and we're still looking to bring on more guards to make this summer um, one of the best yet. I go back to summer 1994, and I was I was working that summer at I was working at Campbell's Nurseries, which is a great job. Excellent. But I remember I was I was doing things like bagging up grass seed and loading bags of mulch and topsoil into people's cars. And then at the end of the day, I remember we'd get together with my friends like you do in the summer, and I would hear from my friends who are lifeguards, and I was like, <laughs> and, and I was like, Maggie, I was like, that's the glamour position. Oh, right? yeah. That's the, that, these people got it going. I, I felt a lot of jealousy. So, uh, you know, you could be, you could potentially be in that glamour, at least the glamour position, uh, my opinion, in 1994. At yes, least. well, it is, it's definitely a fun job. Of course, it is a life-saving role. It's critical for the safety mm-hmm. of our bathing public that we have great people who are trained and certified and honestly want to be there. It's um, you're not flipping burgers. You know, you're you're right. expected to be present and aware, and um, it it takes a. I'm going to say it takes a special person, but I think there's a lot of potential lifeguards out there who maybe haven't considered it for a variety of reasons, and we just hope that they'll take this as the sign to visit our website and learn more. The ultimate, I don't think this exists anymore, Maggie, but as we're talking about lifeguards, and I, I'm going back to my nostalgia again here at growing up in Lincoln, the lifeguard job that I always thought was the most interesting one was back in the day at Woods Pool when they had all those tower, those platform tower. towers open. Uh-huh. Remember, there used to be one, a lifeguard who sat there and held up, you know, one finger, two Some finger, flags. or yeah. three fingers every time. <laughs> And I remember that time I was supposed to go off the third tower for the first time and you're supposed to run off of that one and my mm-hmm. feet locked up and I couldn't mm-hmm. get, I was too scared to do it. And then I did it and it was a very proud moment for me. It's so, the moment. Yes. We have so many of those stories of jumping <laughs> off that third tower. There needs to be a documentary on those towers. Oh, I totally agree. I we think, would participate. I would love heartbeat. it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, I, I've seen some of the, the, the proposals, the discussions, the renderings of the new South Downtown uh, Park that there's been some discussion about. For people who aren't familiar with the project, can you just kind of give us a little bit of an, an overview of it? Yeah, absolutely. South Haymarket Park is the new big destination park that we are planning um, for downtown Lincoln. So when you are coming out of the Pinnacle Bank Arena and going south on Pinnacle Arena Drive, right before you get to that quick left turn, you see a green space in front of you. It's almost seven acres of um, a former industrial site that we Mm -hmm. are going to be turning into a pretty awesome park. So a lot of really cool features. Uh, There's going to be a water feature splash pad for kids and and families to enjoy. There's going to be an in-ground skate park that Lincoln has been lacking for for a long time. A lot of really excited skateboarders out there who are are ready to take that on. It'll have a huge accessible playground. We're going to have a dog park. There's going to be a gathering area along N Street, which would be the north side of the park with some swinging benches, kind of like what you've, um, if you've been up to Omaha to the new Jean Leahy Mall, what you've experienced Uh up there. Um, 
and also a big trail connection, a missing trail connection right now, which is the, the end of the N Street protected bikeway and the start of the Jamaica North. It's about a five-block um, gap that we have in our trail system, and the Chris Beitler Trail will cruise through South Haymarket Park and, and get you from one spot to the other. So um, big park, cool design. We announced it at the end of April. We are moving into the design detail phase right now, uh, working on cost estimates and uh, also kicking off the capital campaign with our partners at Lincoln Parks Foundation. So it's a capital so, campaign. So there's fundraising basically that goes into this. There's fundraising involved. We're thinking um, the fundraising will officially commence this fall. We'll probably take, you know, between nine and 12 months to, to finish it off. We've already started. We have um, a really good good start on the fundraising. So, um, yeah, hoping that we're in the ground moving dirt um, in the fall of 24 and we're opening the park in 2025. uh, Conceptually, how do you think differently about a park that would be located kind of adjacent to downtown and people who are, you know, downtown residentially has changed so much just in the last 10 years as compared to some of the the other parks that we're we're more accustomed to. I don't know if suburban parks is the right way to call it, but you know what I mean. We call them neighborhood parks. Neighborhood parks. and, And, you know, this park will kind of serve multiple roles. You're right. There are families, there are kids growing up in downtown Lincoln. And um, I know you said you don't have lunch in downtown Lincoln, but you probably (laughs) don't also play in parks in downtown Lincoln because we really don't have a lot of green space downtown. So this is, um, again, a hole in our service that we're we're hoping to provide some green space for for the kids, for the families, honestly, the dogs. There are so many dogs in downtown Lincoln, too, and they they really could use that space. So it'll have that functionality, but then the reality is the Haymarket, the rail yard, that is a, a gathering place for, for visitors, for tourists, for activities, you know, from Husker football games to farmer's markets. And, and to have kind of an additional green amenity down there for those folks, I think, is, um, yeah, long overdue. So we're, we're thrilled to be part of it. Again, that kind of combination destination urban park and neighborhood park, it'll, it'll really serve everyone. Yeah. Yeah, and again, it does. It makes sense, especially given that just the the complete the complete sort of change of the residential market in downtown Lincoln. Uh, like I said, in in a fairly short period of time, so I'm sure there's a ton of people who will be happy to see that. And then I guess just just sort of generally, as as people are looking forward to the summer, I know we mentioned employment with, with lifeguard. I assume there are other there are other employment opportunities, and then just other programs, center sports, other thing, anything else that you want to mention to to people who are now maybe just just looking at the calendar and saying, oh my gosh, uh, school's out in two weeks. We've got a whole summer coming up. Uh, what other things should people be aware of? Yeah, absolutely. We have a ton of seasonal positions. We we surge from 170 about full-time employees that are here year-round and add about 500 seasonal employees every summer. So um, yes, aquatics is a huge part of it. It's a need right now, but we also take on a ton of seasonal employees in our recreation division from leading our summer day camps, um, assistants, van drivers. We have all of our special Olympic programs happening at, at Easter Day Rec Center and are always looking for um, folks who want to step in. And for example, we're looking for a bocce coach right now, Jack. I don't know if that's really? something maybe a coach? in your future. We need a coach for our bocce team. I played um, bocce a few times. I think it'd be very fiery as a, like the Vince Lombardi of uh, bocce. If they maybe that's me. what we need. I don't know. I don't know. Do we need um, any pickleball instructors? Oh my goodness! Of course, the pickleball. Oh yeah. Instructors. By the way, yeah. Maggie, what the the pickleball demand in this city? I'm just curious if you're. I'm sure you hear about it, but but just tell me about that whole situation right now. 
Well, I, since we're all friends here, I'm going to tell you that I do keep track of what's the time of day that I first hear the word pickleball every day. So today I'm writing down 822. <laughs> um, but yes, it is, uh, it is real. We hear, we hear them. We see them. Um, we know that pickleball um, courts are at a premium right now. So we're working with Pickleball Lincoln to expand um, the offerings and, and continue to find um, opportunities to keep the tennis courts out there too. So yeah, again, it's another, every city in America is dealing with this. Um, we're hearing lots of wild pickleball stories from all over. You never know what sport or activity is going to completely blow up, right? <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. And then, of course, my parents started taking pickleball lessons. So, oh, so now you get it from it. them, too, yeah, right? Now I, now I get it at home as well. So. <laughs> uh, that, but, that's pretty funny. Yeah. So I think the, the only other seasonal stuff I haven't touched on is just our, our general, I'm going to call them park laborers. We have folks who help keep our parks mowed and picked up and clean, um, working on ball fields. Of course, the municipal golf courses are, are part sure. of our scope as well. Um, public gardens, if you haven't been down to see Sunken Gardens, we planted about 12,000 plants on Saturday morning. So that is up and running. So lots of opportunities, forestry, land management out at Pioneers Park. Um, if you want to work outside cool. in Parks and Rec, we we have a lot of options. So yeah, visit our website to learn more. And um, honestly, it's it's such a fun place to work. It's it's such a I, I'm just so proud of the work our team does, and and we'd love to have you join. Very cool, uh, Maggie. Hey, I appreciate it. I, I think the timing is really well done now, and and uh, a good time to bring some of these things up as people are thinking about it. And let's keep those. Let's make sure those pools are open as much as they can be for our kids because they're going to be ready. Uh, man, it was just it's crazy, Maggie. Just to think about just to what I was reflecting. What three years ago. You know, pools were closed. Everything was closed at this point. And just like generally, even outside of Parks and Rec, I looked at my schedule last weekend or what was going on in Lincoln. And you had you had a concert at Pinewood Bowl. You had a concert at PBA. You had state, you know, state tournaments going on in Omaha. You had youth sports all over the place. Like it's not it. Obviously, I'm saying something obvious here, but it's crazy to think that three years ago we missed those things so bad, and now I know. hopefully so many of them are are you know back in normal right now if we yeah. can staff them. We well right, and now we're we're overbooked. Yeah, Saturday was a wild day. We did um, Pinewood Bowl Friday night, Sunken Garden Saturday morning. We had a big youth track meet then all day Saturday at Northwest High School, and I thought this is it. We're yeah. back. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, it felt like it, didn't it? Yeah. Hey, great to talk to you, Maggie. I appreciate you it, too. and uh, let us know if you need anything else. All right. That sounds good. See you in the park. There you go, Bye. Maggie Stucky Ross, Parks and Recreation Director for Lincoln. Lifeguards were cool. Man, I was jealous of the lifeguards. I was a lifeguard. I really was. Well, I was jealous of you. Yeah? Yeah. Did you get tan? Do you like what was the best part of the job? Got very tan. Yeah. My hair got like these bleach blonde streaks oh, in it. Oh, yeah. Some days, though, it uh, I did have to work the double of detasseling and then go work kind of an <laughs> evening pool shift. Yeah. I let everyone know when I arrived, hey. I got the kids in the shallow because I'm going to just sit here. <laughs> to the kiddie pool today. <laughs> All right, it's 825. We'll take a break. we got sports coming up next on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. 
the professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. Yes, it is. It's 8.36 on your Wednesday morning, May 17th, 2023, and we are joined by, by John Bishop. Uh, you know, it's it's always uh, nice working with John over the years because he was always going through uh, parts of his life that I eventually would have to go through, you know, what, like 15 years later or whatever, however much older he is than me. And that was always, it was always helpful. It was always a nice mentor that way. I You know, I remember going to his 40th birthday party years ago and... Uh, you know, I just had mine a couple of years ago, and so I got to got to plan it based on that, and that was always nice. And so I thought it would be a good time now. That's you to me. You know that, right? Yeah, that's uh, that, that's is that true? Is that uh, roughly, roughly? <laughs> but I wanted to see. I now I, so now it's another one of those times where I go. I have come up to an event that John Bishop's already gone through, and I can just ask him how to navigate it. Uh, any advice being a parent of a graduating high school student? I know you've gone through that a couple of times, including recently. Uh, it, it, from the ceremony to the party to the strategy to any of those things. I thought you were going to borrow my tent. Whatever happened to that? I don't. I, that's right. It didn't happen. I, I don't. We ended up. You know we ended what? up finding I, I, better. Finding better. That's things. your first. That is your first good decision because that thing's a pain in the butt. It was nice. So. It was nice to sit under, but uh, no, we found actual uh, a structure that I didn't have to install into the ground. So that was which, good. Yes, which is much better. Yes. Yeah, I, I believe me. I'm. Uh, I still shudder at those, and I'm glad I'm past that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if there's a whole lot more advice other than, you know, you've hosted enough parties over the years. Now it's, you know, just, you know, trying to manage everything uh, in terms of, you know, the empty nest syndrome that will eventually settle in. Now you still have a few more years before Betsy Lou uh, graduates, so yes. she'll still be around. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, there's, there, there's – the best advice is uh, you just let mom take over and you're just the patsy who, you know, is given orders to and you go do things. I need to make sure the food is all working. But you guys had like your, your Christians graduate. You guys had that pizza truck there. That was nice. I'm sort of jealous yeah. of you now. Now that we're sort of self doing everything for ours. I'm kind See, of jealous of your situation. Doing a lot of that, you know, but the wife doesn't trust me, you know, to make that much food, you know, on the smoker. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and plus it was, you know, what Christian wanted, not necessarily what I wanted. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, we liked well, it. We were fans. Yeah, you know, it worked out. It worked out in the end. It worked out great. And you know, if anyone has a need for a giant oversized awning, I've <laughs> I've got one. You can have it. There's probably a lot of people who might be able to use that. Luckily, we're uh, we're looking at good weather this weekend. I don't know about next weekend, but the uh, good weather is is helpful on that as well. I just remember coming up to you and asking you. I was like, uh, when I came to to Christian's party, I was like. So was the ceremony brutal? <laughs> it's, it's like it's so long. It was terrible. And I remember you were like, "Yeah, it wasn't that bad, actually." So I, I've, no, I've, yeah, I mean, I've it, held it, on it, to that. Yeah, and you know, I don't know how many um, 
how many graduating seniors Johnny's class has, I'm assuming is about the same as what Southwest was last year. Most of these schools are about the same size. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, is it long? Yes. I mean, obviously you want to get there. Which uh, are you at? All right. Are you at Pinnacle or Devaney? Pinnacle. Yeah. PBA. Okay. Yeah. You should be okay then. You know, we, we, we got there plenty early so we could get a seat because, you know, mom insists that we have to see everything. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, it was, it was a decent day, um, you know, and I think you're going to have a decent weather for it. So I think everything's going to go okay. It, it should I, well, be fine. I, I would think of this, but I'm just, every event I've gone into at Pinnacle Bank Arena for the last calendar year has ended up in disappointment for me. I'm just afraid that could translate to some kind of a diploma snafu or some kind of graduation type groin kick situation for me going into Pinnacle <laughs> Bank Arena. It is an arena of great I'm, sadness. I mean, I'm so used to going down those stairs into the parking lot with sadness. Like, I seriously have, associate those stairs on the side that you can walk down when you don't want to take the elevator with just complete sadness. And I'm hoping I get to change that. Just everything goes according yeah, to plan. Make sure you don't exit on the floor behind, like, in front, in, you know, on the opposite side of the hard camera so that, yeah. you know, everyone sees the mass exodus. <laughs> Even early. <laughs> when they get to about the, the T's in the alphabetical order, that's when I know. That's when it's yeah. time to beat traffic with that whole and, thing. And you're actually in a pretty good spot uh, alphabetically. Yes, because, Mitchell. You know, yes. now Christian, you know, he was towards the front end. And so that whole excitement so you have at least a little bit of time to ramp up to it and there right. shouldn't be a whole lot of waiting on the back end that you know sometimes it's great to be at the front of the alphabet but in the case of a big graduation Middle's good yeah Middle's i think good. the middle is good because your attention is still kind of there the anticipation here's the moment and then after it's all done you're not looking at your watch going my God, they're still in the Z. They're still in the, you know, they're still in the, in the, in the, in the O's. What's yeah. going on here? So when you, yeah, uh, you're in a good spot. When you graduated at Fremont, did they do it in the gym or did they have it like outside at a football? Field? No, we were at Memorial Field. We were okay. outside. So we did two. It's we did at Seacrest too when we graduated. Yeah. So I thought I, that was and, weird. And Nobody does that anymore. It seems like no, it, they don't. And you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm. My graduating class was pretty big. I want to say it was over 300, 350, something like that. But yeah, everyone was outside and it was a decent day. I, I, I was trying to remember. I'm assuming they would have done it in a high school gym, but you know, the problem with a place like Fremont is, you know, there's not a, there's not a pinnacle bank. There's not a Devaney center where you can, you can do all of that. So, um, yeah, that, but we we lucked out and um and it was all good. Yeah, they changed it in Lincoln somewhere between when I graduated in ninety six and my sister graduated in was it ninety nine or two thousand. Hers was at Pershing after mine had been outside. Caleb, was yours outside or inside? All twenty two of us we were uh we were in the gym. <laughs> like an eight-minute ceremony. Well, it's not worth us getting up there to the football field, all right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, how fast now do those that go? that is worth being jealous for. That's when, right. that's when everybody gets to give a back. A, right. A, uh, that's the graduation class. I want to go no, to. We just, we just had the one speaker and then our class president spoke to. So that, right. That, but that like just it. the reading of the names, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd the reading wonderful. of the names, like once you got to that part... Lickety split through there, like no, that's a three minute exercise with that many people. We were able to put together, well, we put together like a five minute video. Yeah. <laughs> well, with Jealous. that kind of a graduating class, not only did they read the names, they read like 
And, you know, they read their entire GPA, their height, their weight. I mean, they were able to do a lot. We, we, we each got to read off our genealogy. <laughs> Let's go through my family tree. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, I have another completely random topic question for you. I don't know if you saw on, on Twitter or not, John, but I somehow ended up on eBay a few days ago. And you know my obsession with Cool Crest Golf Course in Lincoln. I found a postcard that had a picture of Coolcrest on it, and it doesn't have a date on it, but it looks to me it dates to the late 50s. I think Coolcrest opened in the early 50s. Uh, and so I bought it, and uh, and I took a picture. I posted a picture on Twitter. You can look at it if you want to, if you follow me there. But um, it, I was I was looking at this. They were open 10 a.m. till midnight, six days a week, and they were open 1 p.m. until midnight on Sundays. Now... The only reason I think of this now is last night my kids decided like late at night they wanted to they wanted to know if they could go out and get some ice cream right and and so they wanted to do that and I'm like yeah but it's like nine fifty six I don't know I don't know if you're going to find any place and there's no place that's open past ten to get ice cream and it's a weeknight I get it's a school night it's not the middle of the summer yet but I was just wondering were places just open later back in the day does that ring a bell for you at all because i thought that was crazy they were open to midnight seven days a week and i get it during summer of the school years yeah you know it's weird because you know once upon a time the idea of a 24-hour convenience store was ludicrous i mean the reason why it's called 7-eleven was because originally they were open from 7 a.m to 11 p.m yeah and and then of course everything went 24 hours um yeah, I'm trying to remember. Do we stay what, up like, later doing like family activities in the older days? That's what I'm trying to go back and try and remember. Because like the mini golf, the mini golf course in Lincoln now closes at nine. I just checked it; it closes at well, nine. Well, think about it. You know, when Coolcrest was running those hours, that was back before we had all of these, you know, entertainment options at our fingertips. And so I think people were probably more apt to go and do stuff like that. Thus, the hours were longer in the day to accommodate everybody. Uh, And now, you know, it's more targeted. And part of it, too, might be, you know, being able to afford the the help, uh, you know, the employees and things like that. Because, you know, once you, you know, and and we've noticed the switch here the last few years, especially in the covid post covid world where hours started being dialed back, you know, quite a bit, you know, there used to be a lot of fast food restaurants around here that were open past 11. And now, you know, I get home and, you know, nine thirty, ten o'clock and a lot of them are closed. So yeah, I think there's a, there's always an adjustment period, but yeah, going back, I, I don't recall any of the local ice cream places we had that were open super, super late. But then again, you know, I wasn't going out and getting ice cream at 1030. At well, I don't, that's the thing I'm trying to, were people out going out and golfing starting at 11? Like who is the, who are the miscreants that were doing that then? Or are we just like a, or are we a earlier to bed society than we used to be when it comes to, inter- do people still go to like 930 movies? I honestly don't know. I mean, I go to bed early all the time now, so I don't know the answer to any of these things, but I mean, a few do, but nowadays, you know, and again, movie, movie watching is different now. You know, the only big movies that people go to are the really big blockbusters. Now everything else is, you know, usually done from home. It, it is, it's weird how we've, you know, changed because I can remember, you know, going to a few of the nine o'clock, nine thirty shows in recent years and the theater was, you know, half, two thirds, three quarters full. 
And now, you know, I bet there's probably quite a few that don't even run um, those late, that late, unless it's, again, one of those big, you know, comic book, you know, first two week, you know, opening movies. I'm just looking at tonight. uh, You could see, you could see Guardian of the Galaxy. You could see it at. 8, 10, 9.30, or you could, there's a 10.30 showing, actually. Okay. I think that's downtown. Um, That's the ultra screen DLX that they've got that there. But yeah, you could go all the way to to 10.30 for that one, but most of the other ones, uh, let's see, the movie showing up is at 9.20. Yeah, you still have a few that are there. But I was just going back and thinking, and like, did we, because it seemed to me like everything closed earlier back in the day. That's and like I said, you know, a lot of the convenience stores weren't open all night long, or grocery you know? stores. And grocery stores weren't open all night long. You know, Hinky Dinky closed at ten o'clock, or mm-hmm. you know, whatever, and you couldn't just go in. And now you expect, hey, I needed something at Super Saver. It's one o'clock in the morning. Like, I'm the Super Saver is going to be open. Yeah, yeah. The the hours the hours have definitely changed, and it's always a moving target. They're always trying to figure out, you know, when's the best time to. To stay open, when's the time to close? Yeah, I don't know. I just think I I just thought that was completely fascinating to go back and see that they had a, maybe and maybe it was just a matter of demand. Like you said, there was just less competing stuff to do, and so uh, well into the night, people were people were still going mini golfing, um, which is it's just interesting to me. <laughs> um, let's see. I see. Uh, I see. You're uh, we're starting to get some game times for uh, for football around the country for college football. Nothing new yet since that Nebraska Illinois game had been had been moved to Friday. But it sounds like just kind of following some of the stuff you've been talking about and putting out there, it sounds like maybe Nebraska should start being ready for uh, brunch and football, especially if they go to Boulder, Colorado, coming up here uh, in in September. A decent chance that that may end up being right eleven o'clock, uh, which would be I ten mean, o'clock and, locally. And that's what some of the that's what some of the scuttlebutt is. Um, I I still I still have my doubts. Um, now I would say this. If if you're just and I'm guessing most of the people listening are this way, if you're looking at what's best for Nebraska, I think a 10 a.m. local kickoff would be perfect because, you know, Nebraska is already on central time. And you might think, well, what difference does an hour make? It can make a pretty big difference. I remember when Colorado played that game in 94 here in uh, in Lincoln, it was 11 a.m. our time, but it was 10 o'clock their time. And we yeah. got off to a great start, and they may have been a little bit sluggish. That's right. That's right. Um, but but think about it. I mean, this is the first home game for Deion Sanders. You know, the crowd's going to be jacked up. Even if Colorado gets blown out the week before against TCU, which a lot of people are expecting might happen, that's not going to sap, I think, the energy. So the earlier the kickoff, the better, at least. In, it's going to be a great atmosphere anyway. But if this were a night game, um and and Nebraska fans, veteran Nebraska fans, could probably tell you the horror stories about going to Boulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm guessing uh, a lot of them wouldn't appreciate a later kick. So from a Nebraska standpoint, I think it would be a good thing. From a fan standpoint, um, and an atmosphere standpoint, it's not great because again, I think something like that, you would like a little more time to tailgate and you know get ready, but. It's certainly possible. So, uh, you know, from my own personal experience, I'd love it to be an afternoon kickoff like it was four or five years ago because I thought that was a great time um, for it to happen. But 
you know, who knows? I mean, the networks run everything. And if if Colorado agrees to it, it could very well be an 11 a.m. kickoff, which would be interesting because it would put Colorado on Big Fox, Big Noon kickoff two weeks in a row. Yeah. How soon is the shine going to wear off Colorado if they go, <laughs> right? I mean, the, I get why it's the shiny, exciting object I, now. Is, is, but if they, if they don't win anything, it's going to get a whole lot less interesting. Oh, absolutely, which is why I think, you know, and, and, they, and their schedule, and I think they have USC in the first month of the season, too. I think you're going to get a heavy dose of Colorado early on because by the time you get to October and this team's 0-4 or, you know, 1-3 and or whatever the record is, yeah, the shine's going to come off pretty quickly unless they, you know, shock the world, which, of course, prime things will happen, but I don't think a lot of other people do. Um, but you're right. I think we're going to get a very heavy dose of Colorado in September, and then that's going to disappear as their record fades into oblivion. You know, it, it's partially a, f- a function of just that there used to be fewer night games on TV, and then Nebraska-Colorado went to Black Friday for a while. But the only I only remember one game in Boulder, and that was the 19-19 tie in 1991. That's the only night game I can even remember in Boulder. Like there, these two teams, I can't even hardly imagine it because it really hasn't happened for night games in Colorado. Am I forgetting anything? They were all obviously when it was Black Friday, it was always happening fairly early uh, during the day. They weren't putting it at night. Um, this, these teams rarely. And then in 1992 in Lincoln, they played at night, uh, or at least right. it was dark at the end. That's about it. It's a weird not for as much history as these guys have. There's just almost no night game history between the two of them. No, there's not. You're right. I, those are the only two that come off the top of my head as far as playing at night. Um, you know, there's been a few games because of the lateness of the year that ended in darkness, but started in the mid afternoon. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think you're correct. I think those are the only two night games that have ever been played in this series. Right. So, um, yeah. And, 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 and this much I, I, I don't think it will be a primetime game because ESPN just put Texas Alabama in that spot. Yeah. And assuming that the game is on Fox, um, they're going to either put it in the morning or in the middle of the afternoon, like it was five years ago. So, uh, cause they're going to probably avoid that. Cause, cause if you, I don't know how much you've looked at the September schedule in college football. It's not good. Yeah. I what's mean, the deal this the, year? It's well, there's a, well, you know, honestly, a lot of this is because of those, uh, neutral site games have gone away there's Ah. there's really hardly any of those neutral site games which is where you've got the big some of the good early season matchups those don't exist and of course other folks haven't uh, scheduled as well this year okay Uh, yeah that may i know i started to look at week one and i was like jesus colorado tcu really the best game and it pretty much is which is which is saying something compared to what we normally see in those week ones. So, uh, but it'll be football, and there'll be football on, and that alone will make me happy at least for a couple of weeks. All right, uh, good to talk to you, uh, John. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you for the graduation advice. Now I'm going to be looking at hours where business is closed as I drive around the city today and taking a <laughs> continuing survey of that. So, all right, we'll talk to you next week. Have a good show today. All right, we'll see you. There you go, John Bishop, sixteen twenty of his own eight fifty five. Let's take a break. And let you know what's coming up tomorrow right after this on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 858. Thanks to our guest today, Maggie Stuckey-Ross, John Bishop, all of your contributions to What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Tomorrow on a Thursday, 
Ticket Thursday. What do we have this week? Tickets to see Brooks and Dunn. They're back together. They broke up a while ago. They're back. Good to see Big time hit makers in country music. So if you uh, have a little bit of a country feel tomorrow, it's Ticket Thursday. But they're going to be coming to Omaha June 1st to the CHI Health Center. So if you would like to go to that concert coming up in a couple of weeks, you'll have your chance to win those. We'll have that. We are going to have the Grow Lincoln team. will be back together, reunited, Robin and Dave. So Just everyone's getting back together. Back together with them. And then we will have Greg Sharp on game day for Nebraska baseball. That it's, is right. We have a different schedule this weekend. Uh, the last weekend of the year, they go Thursday through Saturday. And so we'll uh, we'll talk to Greg about the Nebraska Purdue series that is coming up and a big one for seeding for Nebraska as they get ready for Omaha, which that's less than a week away where you get started with yeah, Omaha. Right? You kind of bounce right away from the Purdue series right to Omaha in the Big Ten tournament. And so we'll uh, get you all set up for this weekend series with Nebraska baseball. So we will see you bright and early tomorrow, ending the show today at 61 degrees in the capital city, going toward a high of 83. See you tomorrow, 9 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln.